This is episode number 26 with Tina Renoso Bengal. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of She Runs the Show. I've got an exciting guest for you today, Tina Renoso Bengal. Tina Bengal is an amazing individual. I know I say amazing a lot, but when you hear her interview, you will understand how brilliant she is in terms of her mission in the world, her mission to work with teens and with artists and to help artists really step into the fullness of their potential. You know, Tina talks about the fact that she understands the power of the voice and how one voice can change the world. And I can't wait for you to hear this episode because we talk about a lot of different things, especially about the power of speaking our truth in the world. As women entrepreneurs, that's what we're here to do. And so Tina Bengal really through one voice and through her own beautiful career as an artist and through her ability to take the lead in her own journey as an artist, as an entrepreneur, Everything that you're going to hear is so applicable, not just if you're a creative or a singer or a musician, but if you're in any business, how do you speak your truth and how do you live that truth and how do you turn it into a viable business? That's what we talk about today on She Runs the Show. Again, I can't wait for you to hear it. Here we go. Let's talk to Tina Bengal. Well, welcome back to this new episode. I have a great guest today, Tina Bengel. She is, I can't wait for you to hear her story because she's a recording artist, an entrepreneur, and the creator of The Vanity Project. It's a six-month program for singers who want to record their first album but have no clue where to start. So if you are a singer, an aspiring singer, you know that that your voice is one of the gifts that you're here to bring to the world, you're definitely going to want to listen to today's interview because Tina's going to talk to us about how she did it as a singer and as a recording artist and and what she's here to share with the world. Tina, thank you for joining us. Uh, thanks, Cassandra. It's such a pleasure to be here. I'm so glad to get you here. I, you know, uh, I have to tell you something. My, um, I took voice lessons. I've, I was an actress for a while, but I took voice lessons oh, in my third pregnancy with my daughter. And I have to tell wow. you, that was such a wonderful gift because oh. from a baby, she sings. Like sometimes I'll hear oh, her in her room and she'll be singing. And I think it has something to do with the fact that I was doing voice lessons when I was pregnant with her. Oh, that, yeah, that would have been a good start for her. <laughs> yes, it was. So I think I might awesome. do that with the next baby. But I want to talk yeah. about the idea, I mean, and this is part of your mission, the idea that, that one voice can change the world. Tell me about how that, that mission, that vision came up for you. Oh, well, um, as a as a child, I was always quite shy, and and I still am. I'm still find it difficult to chat to people and have conversations with them because I I have that ongoing thing in my mind. Or what are they thinking of me? Or if, what if I say the wrong things? You know. Um, so I think what singing did for me and taking the lessons and it just helped me come out of my shell and then it helped me to be more confident in school and um, in business and yeah and I just think that everyone has a message and and everyone needs to be heard and I think that's what all, that's what we want in life you know just to be listened to and to be accepted and to um, you know we all have um, that special thing that we need to bring out to the world and to share with the world. So my mission is to help children and, and some adults to get that confidence. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's my mission and <laughs> through you, singing. Yes, and so you, you bring up something so important because the voice mm. is universal, really, being able to speak and to speak your truth yeah. and to say what you need to say. And oftentimes, I mean, I'm an introvert too, and, and I find it, mm-hmm. you know, like there are times when I can say what I need to say, and there are times when I really don't want to say very much at all, and I kind of want to be, you know, the wallflower yes. on the side. Yeah. Talk to me a little yeah. bit about... As an introvert, how 
how did you pay? You know, I think introverts are interesting in that mm. when it's time for us to be on, we can be on if we need to, but it also takes a lot of energy, right? Like we need to recover. Oh, yeah. so, so when you're, I mean, I can't imagine as an introvert, how do you, how can you also, how did you make it and, and do the, the being a recording artist as an introvert? Like, where did you mm-hmm. pull those reserves of energy to record your own record and to put yourself out there in that way? Yeah, well, it took a long time. I released my very first album just last year when I turned 40. So it took a while. <laughs> I say that it t- took me 20 years to create. And it was, I think everyone had, you know, um, has it within them and, I think it just takes time. You know, I don't like pushing, especially my students, I don't like pushing them um, too much because I know that in time when they're ready, they will create what they want to create and they will do, you know, they will come out of their shell in their own time and when they're ready. So I don't like to push people and to push my students that way. So, um you know, I started late as well, um, singing. I started when I was 19. A friend of mine said, oh, I'm going to some singing classes. Do you want to come with me? And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and I tried it. And um, from then, I hadn't stopped learning about the voice. So I was always, the principal of the school had said to me um, after a few months, said, oh, do you want to start entering some talent quests? And I was like, okay, let's let's try this. And I remember my very first talent quest. I was so nervous. I stood there and I didn't move. I I just sang, and I could I could feel the people's eyes on me. And and again, I was having that conversation in my mind, thinking, oh, what do they think? Oh, here comes that high note. Here comes that here comes that part that I really love to sing. <laughs> so all that time, I was having this conversation instead of expressing myself do you know what I mean I was having that conversation in my mind so all that self-talk um so uh all the eventually as I was doing the talent quest I just kept going and learning from other people who were doing well in the quest and um I could see how they were interacting with the audience and talking to them and walking up to them and shaking their hands and so when I started to step out of my comfort zone and I started to do those things, um, I was able to place um, in the talent quest and then eventually I ended up winning quite a few talent quests around Sydney. And people in the audience um, saw my growth and there was also um, some agents in the audience and they said, do you want to come and do some gigs? And they were paid gigs and I was so excited that, I could get paid for doing something that I love. Yeah. And um, it was it was quite liberating to know that people just wanted to listen to you and and you're there expressing yourself on stage. So it's quite exciting. And then from there, um, I was because at the time I was working as a new, uh, as a weight loss consultant for Jenny Craig because I graduated as a nutritionist from uni and um and it was exciting helping people lose weight. I loved the process of motivating them. But then there were there came a time where it was quite stressful because I became a program director. I worked mm. for um yeah, and and they said, you know, you have to capture all these leads and turn them into clients and sell. And it was more of a sell, sell, sell um, kind of position. And that was a little bit um, disheartening for me at the time. And um, my boyfriend, I remember my boyfriend, who is now my husband, he rang me up one morning and he said, did you realize that you rang me up at 12 o'clock at night and asked me if I wanted to buy a cookbook? And um I must have been half asleep <laughs> and just rang him up because I normally had the phone next to me. And um, and that's when I knew I had to quit my job from my, that full-time job. And I decided I just wanted to do music full-time. And um, so I quit Jenny Craig. I studied at the Australian Institute of Music 
and it was I felt like I was in fame you know that movie fame yes <laughs> yes <laughs> so I felt like it was it was my dream to just wake up in the morning and just go and study music and sing every day yeah. and learn from all the lecturers and I learned about the music business and I made connections and and it was great because at that time it was I was a mature age student so a lot of the students were all younger and some of them wouldn't turn up to lectures but um a lot of the mature age students would stay and we'd get um we'd get a lot of attention from the the lecturers and so they'd pass us on to people you know their auditions if they knew about auditions they'd give us the first you know um the first uh can contact um and so we ended up I ended up getting my very first covers gig doing that as well and eventually I was doing a lot of um covers uh gigs all around Sydney which was exciting and I learned about you know being professional and taking it really seriously I I had to learn so many songs because I would be the lead singer and I'd sing for 45 minutes three sets each so I had to be vocally ready and um we would do gigs five to seven nights a week which was which was really a lot of fun but it was tiring and it was um a band that was all girls so you know <laughs> we were called the earth angels so there were three of us and we would lug in all the heavy equipment and the speakers and it really taught me that singing is hard work yes you know it's not just about showing up and looking pretty on stage it's it's a lot of preparation a lot of um memorizing and that mindset as well you know having that professional mindset mm. and being focused on that now was it hard for you to give up the 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 certainty of the Jenny Craig job even though you were going to something that you love to do and having that experience with music how it was hard in terms of my parents my parents are very they're both accountants and i come from a family of doctors and nurses so ah. yeah it was they expected, very different. they expected you to go a certain way totally and my 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 auntie who is a doctor she she even had in, a vision in her mind saying you know well I'll have an um she has her own practice and she goes you know when you graduate you're going to you can be the nutritionist for the practice oh my goodness they already had you hired already <laughs> that's true yeah but you know she's she's an inspiration anyway and she's she's a wonderful um lady and a and an inspiration in terms of a, a business person so um so it was quite different for the family to know that someone in the family is going to be just doing music and for years my dad would say you know why don't you just get a proper job mm. a, a real job <laughs> and um even my accountant you know he was saying oh i why don't you get a job for as um somewhere in computers my my nephew has got this um job that pays 120,000 a year and and um he's earning so much money but yeah it was that's what i got a lot from people and how did you manage um, that in the beginning i know it must be hard you know i'm sure that there are a lot of women entrepreneurs who listen to that and they say that's my number one fear my fear is if i decide to follow my heart and to really use my voice in the way that I want to whether it's starting a business that everybody thinks won't work or it's becoming a singer and and creating you know my own doing my own album how did you cope with that kind of feedback in the beginning um you know i have a really great support system with my husband my husband is always so supportive i think that's really helpful um and i surrounded with myself with people that were in the you know that love music as well um people that didn't bring me down or, or give me negative feedback i was always looking towards people that would be encouraging and helpful um so 
I do. I I have a vocal coach as well, and I still do have a vocal coach now. But I'm still very. I love having someone to talk to um, about creating my business. I remember a man called Lee McRae. He's a one of my the one of the best vocal coaches here in Sydney. He actually gave me lots of advice on, you know, how to be professional in terms of creating your own singing school. And um, I remember he, he actually was trained by a man called Seth Riggs, who is, they dubbed him as the vocal coach um, to the stars because uh, he's based in America. And Seth Riggs had brought him, brought Lee over to America so that he could teach his system um, to Australian um, students. So um, I signed up for with Lee and learned from him. But I recall um, Seth Riggs had a workbook, which I worked from with Lee. And each page of his workbook had um, testimonials from people like Madonna and Lionel Richie, wow. Janet Jackson, wow. Luther Vandross. <laughs> Wow. You know, and I look back now and I think, wow, that's that's the that's what I wanted to that's what I want to create one day, you know, to be um a leader and an expert on on the voice. But the importance of creating just getting all those testimonials, that was that was um yeah, that that was just uh a real um what would you call it? Um uh, an eye opener because yeah, you have to see that that's what's possible. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. So I surrounded myself with people that are doing wonders yes. in the industry, and I, you know, I really um, went to 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 ta- to um, to lessons, to vocal lessons, and um, and also. I did a lot of gigs, so I would, was surrounded with people that were doing gigs for all the time. And I also actually um, was in a covers band as well. We were one of the leading covers band here in Sydney um, called Bindite Sun. And the, the owner of the band was called um, uh, Gordon Hunt, and he was the guitarist for Sade. Oh, wow. Um, Billy Ocean, and wow. he worked with Bob Marley as well. And um, he was, he's the guy that did the riff for Kung Fu Fighting, you know, that da 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 Kung Fu Fighting. <laughs> wow. So he moved from London to here, and I ended up joining his group um, after my vocal coach Lee said, you know, someone's Midnight Sun is looking for a for a singer, a female singer. And so when I started to hang around him, we, you know, he was, he was, him and his family was my family. You know, we, I learned a lot from him about business and how to take things really seriously. We would practice two to three, two to three um, days within the week, but then we would still have five to seven gigs at night. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it was pretty full on, and he he was um, he taught me a lot about you know being being professional, how to talk to the audience, how to get um, bookings, and uh, it was it was a lot of hard work. <laughs> so, so you were getting both uh-huh. kind of a an education in music, but yeah. an education in business. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh. It, it was, it was, I think that's what you have to do in, in the music industry. I think that's important. So, you know, I had my teaching, I, st- I still was teaching for, for, for the performing arts school that I was, um, that I first enrolled at. So they hired me as a vocal coach for the school. And then, um, I was doing my gigs as well as um, learning from all the top vocal coaches here in Sydney. And, um, yeah, I thought that combination was working well for me. And then eventually, because I was doing so many gigs, um, I thought, 
I've got to cut down on, on my teaching and just start my teaching from home. I, st- I wanted to build up my teaching from home um, just to prepare myself for when I do have kids. Yes. So that's yes. when, yeah, so that's when um, my my journey to becoming a better teacher happened. So I opened up my One Voice School of Singing school. <laughs> and, that, and, and how old were you uh, then when you opened it up? I was um, oh, probably, I had a couple of students, but I didn't really dive into it until probably the age of 30. Okay, and yeah, at that point I, you sort of knew that with, with raising a family coming, you wanted to create something that would be more conducive to that. Yeah, okay. and... Yeah, yeah, and um, I wanted to create something so that I can balance my, you know, being a mum and and business. So, um, yeah, that that was my aim to to ha- to free up some time so that I can cut down on my gigs, but then build up on my start building up my clients so that I can start having my days free to look after my boy. So, and now, how old is mm-hmm. your son? He's eight now. Hey! <laughs> oh my goodness! So, so, and now, like, how have you been able? How have you been able to sort of because you also did your your album last year, right? Mm, so last so, year. Oh my goodness! So, okay, uh, a new business, a new baby, and then you fast forward seven or eight years in an an album that you produced on your own. So how mm. how were you able to manage all of that? It was it was hard. <laughs> it's hard. Um, but my husband, you know, I, I he does. Um, he's a really supportive husband. He's really hands on. He looks after Christian. He's a school teacher as well. Um, so when he gets home from school, he'll look after Christian, and then I'll teach my students. And um, during the days, if I'm not teaching my program called Kinder Music, where I teach babies and uh, and mums, um, I would go and do my songwriting, and then meet up with the producers, the people that help me produce the album um, during my free times and my free days. So it took a while. It, I think the album actually took about two years to launch. So, yeah, actually a year, but the process of songwriting and that um, took about two years. And how did you know? I mean, you know, because I, I there are a lot of aspiring artists, singers out there who want to have they want to release an album and they think that they have to do it the traditional way. They think that they have to, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not in singing, but I'm assuming, you know, you get somebody to pick you up, an agent, a manager, they bring you to the studios, you audition for the studios, the studio picks you up. <laughs> How did you know that you could produce your own record on your own? Uh, oh, I had a friend um, called Van Serino. He's he gave me a lot of help as well. He, he, I said to him, oh, you know, I want to be able to, I just text him one day and I said, I want to create an album. And he goes, okay, come over and we'll do some songwriting. And so from there we just wrote some songs. I had lots of different ideas as well um, of lyric ideas. Um, and we ended up creating five songs. Um over the course of five weeks, we did one a week, and then, and then he said, "Let's go to a friend of mine, Lionel Cole. Lionel Cole is a nephew of Nat, Nat King Cole, wow. and and Nellie Cole's um, uh, cousin." Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, "Wow, okay, let's let's do that." So we took all the songs to him, and he created the tracks. I went to his house, and we ended up. Um, recording it at his place and he was quite busy at the time because he was also doing The Voice Australia so he was a contestant and so it was like lots of you know working around his schedule he was quite busy as well so um, that's why I think it might have taken that long because we had to work around each other's schedules Um, yeah so 
And and I guess I just um, would listen to. I had lots of different connections. Like I, I'm part of B school as well with Marie Folio. Ah yes, B school. And that made a big difference in my business and in my life as well because I've been with them. This will be coming up to three years, and um, that the the connections that I made there was just amazing. Um, I there was a, a lady called Jennifer Page who's been. Do you remember that song Crush? Mm. Yeah, it's just a little crush. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's part of B school, really? and she really, yeah, she really helped me and she, you know gave me advice on on how to create my my first album as well and um, and all the people that were in that music industry section of B school, we all kind of gave each other um, advice. And so, um, yeah, I would look to her. She's got her own podcast as well, um, which she helps people that want to make it into the industry. You know, she gives amazing advice. Um, So I kind of look to her to get some advice. Um, There's also some other people like Rick Barker, who was part of B-School as well. He was a former manager of, um, of Taylor Swift. Oh, wow. And so all those connections and amazing people that are in B-School, I was able to, you know, pick their brains or enroll in their courses. And that kind of helped me understand, you know, how to get my my message out there and how to create my own album. So, yeah, just making all those connections is amazing. Absolutely. So part of that, that really helped. Yeah, part of it sounds like you have to open yourself up to believing in yourself, but also being willing mm. to be supported by other people. That's right. Yeah, and you know, I've I've enrolled in so many um, amazing courses. Like you, you listen to Amy Porterfield yeah. as well, and yeah, I love I love her, and you know that all her ideas. I try to put them into my music, you know, into my, you know, Facebook marketing, how to get more leads um, in terms of for my singing school, but also for people to get to know me as an artist and to put my my album out there as well. So all those little things, I feel like I'm, I get all, yeah, I, it, it kind of, is um, whatever I need at the time, I'll search for it. Right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes, um, resourceful, resourcefulness, yes. yes. Yeah, so, yeah, it's really important to make all those connections and to see what's out there. And, um, and so when you think about the, the Vanity Project, talk to me a little bit about that because I think that just listening to your story, I can tell that you are naturally resourceful and not that most people aren't, but what I will say is a lot of people get – um, very, very stuck in a process of, but I don't have enough of this, whether it's time or money or resources or opportunities. It sounds to me like you took on a mentality very early of learning everything you could learn from every teacher presented to you, mastering it, but also seeking out whatever it is that you needed. Do you, in, in the Vanity Project, mm-hmm. in the six-month program, do you help mm-hmm. teach that resourcefulness aspect? Yes. Yeah, that's that's my aim because I wanted the kids that I taught um, singing and that uh, that need to get to that next level. Yes. I wanted them. I wanted to simplify it for them, and also, you know, they didn't have to fork out the money that I have. Yeah, <laughs> I've spent a lot of money on courses, and what I. Yeah, I just wanted to simplify it for them and make it easy for them so that they can just concentrate on being creative, you know. And um, the idea of the Vanity Project is to make help them make the connections that they need to create this album. So I'm going to connect them with all the amazing um, producers and songwriters within the, in the industry. And then, um, you know, it's up to them to take it to that next level and just keep working at it. It's up to them to do the work. Um, but, yeah, I'm just going to give them the tools to help them with their mindset and to 
to believe that they deserve it because they do. You know, I think yes. many of m- most of the time is that's a, a tough one. Yeah, believing that you, mm-hmm. the deservability factor, as, and I see this among as young people, but but also among women yeah. entrepreneurs, believing that you deserve the very best, that you deserve to have your dreams. How? What is yeah. your approach to working on that? Well, it's it's taken me a long time. You know, that mindset of, especially when it comes to money. You know. Um, for a long time, I used to think that because my dad used to say, singing should just be a hobby. You know, it should just be a hobby. It should be just on the sidelines, but you need to get a real job. And for a long time, I used to think, okay, I didn't really accept money coming towards me. I think um, I would, I would, I would be too scared to um, ask for money for performances. Because I thought it's just a hobby. I'm just doing it on the side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but um, there was um, a mastermind that I went to last year with Denise um, Duffield Thomas, and she is she really helped me with my mindset about money. And you know, she she used to say, "I serve, I deserve." You know, Ooh. that was incredible when she said that because it made me feel like yeah I do I do help a lot of kids I do help families and I do help so many people but I'm afraid to ask them for what I'm worth mm-hmm. that's what really really and it only happened a couple of years ago in last year <laughs> so it was it really when I started to think differently that I have something to offer and I've spent so many years and so much money learning and developing my craft and being, you know, a master at my craft that it's time for me to, you know, to say um, I deserve the money that comes to me. I remember I I would put money into pockets, (laughs) into my pockets, and people would give me – my t- the tuition money I just put put in my pocket and I just leave it in my bag and I wouldn't look after it you know and what Denise taught me was like it's it's precious you, um, treat it treat it like it's um oh, what would you say um, treat it as if um, yeah that you deserve it yes and and for a long time I didn't treat my money right so now it's it's so important for me to um i developed a system on you know people will have to to give me um to pay my to pay my the tuition fees online rather than giving me the money because then i would just get the money put in my pocket and then spend it the next day you know exactly exactly (laughs) so having a system in place yeah, yes. yeah. Because, you, so because you know what part of this, and tell me if, if you feel this way, part of it for me, the um, because I have the thing too, of like if the money's in my hand, I'm just ready to go and spend it. Part yeah. of it for me has been, and this is, this is a limiting belief that I'm working through now, mm-hmm. is feeling like I don't deserve to mm-hmm. have the money just sitting there. Does that make sense to you? Like, like not deserving, yes. just having it, just in plentiful, ready. Like it always has to be used, and it's got to be gone. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I find that too. I find that too. And so when you said I serve, I deserve, it just mm. it rang true in a different way, and I had not heard that before. Mm, mm. That's yeah. Powerful. You should check. You should check her out. She's she's got amazing. Um, videos that she sends out to people um it's really motivating and yeah it's because we don't talk about money a lot like my my dad um and my mom they're absolutely amazing with money you know they started they came to australia in the late 70s when i was three years old and they didn't have much money and they like they're very uh, i've I feel inspired by them. You know, they they went and put a deposit, a down payment of fifty dollars, on 
a house and land when they first came here. Um, but they didn't start off with much, you know, and then they were able to build a life for us. And, um, yeah, I think, I think, um, I think that was a shock for them for me to, to d- dive into music because they knew, oh, how is she going to survive? <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, part of it too was they had, I, I'm, here's what's interesting. It was a yeah. shock for them, but it really shouldn't have been a shock because they, they invested in you, their entrepreneurial spirit. That's right. Because that's to go right. to a whole other country and to yeah. put down money on a, a land and a house and to build a life for your children, you've got to have an entrepreneurial spirit to do that. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I wow. do. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, I mean, they, it shouldn't have been that much of a shock because they, they taught you that. Yeah. That you can yeah, well, go into uncharted territory and you can build something amazing. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they probably realize that now, now that I've kind of made a name for myself within the community, because I live in a community where there's um, there's a high population of Filipinos. Um, We have the highest population of Filipinos here in the whole of Australia. Wow. So so a lot of my students are all Filipino um, of background, and there there are some from other ethnic backgrounds, but majority of them are all Filipino. So, um, yeah, it was my dream to help young Filipino kids because I remember being, you know, being in a position where I knew I wanted to sing, but I just didn't know where to go and who to turn to. So it was my my dream to have my own singing school and help Filipino Filipino kids have the courage and have the confidence to sing yeah. and to to do well in their life and to do well in school and I see that now um, I've you know there are students that are that I've taught and that I uh, that I'm teaching now that are doing wonders at their school you know they're school captains and I think it's because of their ability to be in front of an audience and be able to talk to people you know I think it's I think singing has really helped them step out of their comfort zone Um, and to give them a voice I mean yeah you know we were talking sort of offline and I was talking to you about the fact that voice coaching is something that all entrepreneurs need because one of our Mm. biggest tools is our voice yeah and totally. if you don't know how to use it, if you don't understand its power, if you don't have appreciation for it um, or know how to take care of it well, that puts you at a big disadvantage in business. It does. It does. Yeah, it does. Um, I, and I remember my dad saying to me, you're too, you're too shy. But at the same time, I, I used to think, well, I'm not really shy. Like at home, I'd be singing and dancing, you know, exactly. <laughs> in the lounge room and I'd be out there. But I do, from teaching kinder music, I realized that some people, some kids process things differently. You know, some people, some kids need to watch and observe before they take things on because what they're doing is they're planning it in their minds, um, uh, how to go about doing things. So I think, um, yeah, we the people have different learning styles. Um, but, yeah, the voice is really important. It is. And so it's now so when, you, when you think about what's coming up next, I mean, I, I heard you say a number of things. And actually, let me go back because there's something I mm-hmm. want to address because okay. I think women entrepreneurs need to yeah. um, understand this. You were dealing with this with a limiting belief around money, but it sounds mm-hmm. to me, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, it sounds to me as if even though there was this issue around money that you were working on, you yeah. still found it within yourself to say, these are the people that I need to learn from. So I'm going to go sign up for Marie Forleo's B-School, and I'm going to invest in myself in this, right? So and yes. I hear a lot of women say, well, I would love to join that entrepreneurship group or take that course or do that program, but I can't afford it. Mm. What, what yeah. would you say to women entrepreneurs who are saying that, who are speaking that kind of thing, and maybe that is their reality, but having 
trained and sought out the people that you needed and done the programs and invested in yourself monetarily in that way, what would you say to those women? um, You know, most of the time those programs have a payment plan as well. So start off with um, maybe, I guess, doing a payment plan with them. You know, it's, I think it's really important to get started and keep moving and keep growing and keep learning. I think that if you stop doing those things, that's when you feel frustrated and um, and stuck, you know. Yeah. But um, when you start learning from these courses and from these people who you admire, yeah, um, it just opens your mind up. So there were ways that, as you said, I'm quite resourceful. <laughs> so, what, you know, uh, and I'm lucky that I do have an established school because I use that platform to, to, to get sponsors. So if I feel like I'm, I'm, don't have enough funds, I'll try to think of a way where I can get funds straight away um, and and try to yeah try to send out those invoices that I haven't sent out for you know and try to get paid Um, try to bring in that money um, that that money is like all around the place you know thing invoices that you haven't sent out um, people that have been wanting to work with you but you haven't contacted them that's money Yes. That's hidden money. That's, that's right. <laughs> um, so start collecting your money that way, so you can learn from from these people that you will inspire you and take you to the next level. Exactly. I, you know, and, and I don't think my business would be at where it is today without Marie's help and without the connections that I've had um, with even with you as well and with with people from Soga and. Um, other programs that I've been involved with. Um, yeah, so... It's important. It's, it is really important. I don't think, you know, the, the thing about, and the, this is what I love about the idea of the Vanity Project, you know, again, not everybody is as resourceful naturally. Not everybody is as eager naturally to say, yes, I need the support of others, and yes, I'm willing to pay for it, and yes, it may mean I work a little bit harder or I sacrifice a little bit more here on my budget, mm-hmm. but it's I'm worth it. Not a lot of, you know, it's hard for some people to get to the place of saying, I'm worth whatever it takes to become who I know I was born to be. And to me, the Vanity Project is all about you giving the tools and the mentoring and the coaching necessary so that individuals who want to do their own album can do so in an environment where they get all of the wisdom and all of the resources, but also the support to know that they're worth going through that process. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. huge. And I've got, um, it's exactly what happened. Um, two of the kids that um, enrolled, one of them said to me, oh, I really would love to take this on board, but I just feel that it should go to someone more deserving. Mm. And I was like, what? <laughs> you are the one that deserves it. You are the one that deserves it the most because, you know, you've come from a family who had a loss with, you know, her, she lost her brother with cancer. And her dad one day came to me and said, can you help me organize a concert? I want to raise funds for Red Kite who help families with people, with kids who have cancer. So I said, and he said to me, my dream is to one day create an album and help other people that were in the same position as me. Exactly. And I, and I said, this is, you know, you don't need the fame. You, you might not be the person that wants fame and celebrity and all that glitz and glamour, but I believe you have a message to share with the world. And I believe that it needs to come from you. Do you know? Exactly. These amazing songs that you are going to co-write and produce is going to help touch other people and help other people so that's the reason that's one of the reasons why I wanted to create this vanity project 
And it's not about vanity in the, in the negative way. It's about it's time for you. Yes. It's, it's your time to shine and to, you know, to come out of your, your shell and to come out of, because everybody knows they've got something within them that they want to bring out to the world. Everybody knows. Yeah. Yeah. Deep inside, every single person knows that there's something special about them. And that's what the Vanity Project is all about, helping them get the confidence to show the world and to bring it out of themselves. So And to take center stage, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah, that's what yeah. we're here to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we don't have to be the next Lady Gaga or... <laughs> yeah, so Mariah. We don't have to be Mariah. Mariah. Right? No, you just be you. You just be you. And I think that's what I learned about this whole... EP creation, when I developed my own EP, I spent many years trying to be someone else, yeah. trying to be, you know, Mariah with her leaks yes. <laughs> and trying to be. Um, and now Mariah you know, wants to be Mariah from 30 years ago, but she's going to come into an acceptance, right? <laughs> Where she is right now. We can't, I know. We can't yes. repeat Ariana. We can't be Ariana Grande, right? Mariah is a different exactly. Mariah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And. And I think to myself, I, that was the right time to create that album because now I can help others to do the same. Yes. And, but to be themselves and not to be someone else, you know, someone who they're not. Can can anyone join your program from anywhere uh, around the world? Because I I can just feel like there will be women Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs listening. Maybe they're not, uh, you know, aspiring singers, but they might have daughters that are. They might have sons that are, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old. Can anyone participate in the Vanity Project? Yeah, yeah, they can. Um, So what I do is I help give them modules and units to help them with their mindset and their vision. Um, I help them understand what to do with songwriting. So, um, you know, what tools they should have for songwriting, what they should be doing to develop songs. Um, and of course, and I'm sure that with the connections that I have, I'm sure that I'll have, they would know other people to contact in terms of if they're living in another part of the world, like America, you know, um, I'm sure my contacts would know producers in that area. Exactly. <laughs> you know, because it's such a small world now. That's why I love it. I love the comp- the the idea of um, online and Facebook because we have the ability to connect with people that we would have not thought we could do. Absolutely. You know, we can reach so yeah it's amazing so now how can people find out more information or look to sign up for the vanity project um you can find me online at um www.tinabangle.com okay perfect and i will put that in the show notes so that everybody has that link yeah that'll be great Perfect. So there's information. Is there a launch date for the Vanity Project? Can they sign up at any time and begin any time? How does it work? The launch will be the 3rd of March. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Well, I'm going to ask you my final question, but Uh I I can't wait to hear your answer. Um, When Uh you see – okay, so just imagine being 85, fast-forward time, and you're just sitting out on your porch or – enjoying a day of singing what do you want to say at 85 you were able to accomplish over the course of your lifetime Uh, i would love to say that i was able to help kids and and also their families i would love to say that um i would love to say that i helped them with their confidence and just to be comfortable being themselves mm. um, and to to believe that they do have a voice and their voice is important, you know, to discover their voice that I've helped. I, I would love it if I could help kids discover their own voice and for them not to be afraid to use it in 
for the good of the world. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. an amazing mission. So, mm. Wow. Well, Tina, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you, Cassandra. It's such a pleasure, such a pleasure to talk to you. And you are so inspiring as well. You're an inspiration to me. So um, it's an honor to be on your show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Thank you, too. All right, everybody. Wasn't that awesome? Wasn't that absolutely profound? And just didn't you feel more powerful listening to Tina's mission and her vision and her love for the voice and for singing and for allowing other people to stand up and share their voice with the world? You know, if you know somebody who loves to sing, who really wants to be an artist in every way possible, who wants to get their music, their gifts, their talents out into the world, you are not going to want to mess the Vanity Project. This is Tina's program where she shows you step-by-step how to create and launch your first album. It is, you know, for anybody who is an artist who knows that they want to be in control of their work. They want to get their work out into the world in the way they want to on their own terms and do it in the way that really best fits their brand, their image, and their message. The Vanity Project is the program you want to be a part of. Literally, Tina has done it. And it's not like she did it when she was 15 or 16. Her first album came out when she was 40. So a couple things to remember here. A, it's never too late. And B, your voice, your gift, you can decide how that comes out in the world. So if you know an artist or you are an artist who really wants to launch your first album, but you want to do it in a way that is really going to get your message out into the world in a way that's best for you, definitely check out The Vanity Project. You can go to tinabengel.com forward slash D Vanity Project. I will put this in the show notes at CassandraBibus.com. You'll just click on podcast, click on the episode. You will have the link right there. But again, check out the Vanity Project, TinaBengel.com forward slash D as in dog Vanity Project. It is an awesome program. It will fill up quickly. Everybody knows a daughter, a cousin, a son, a spouse, somebody who loves to sing, who really wants their first album out there. Join the Vanity Project so you can have expertise, advice, mentoring, and coaching how to launch your first album and do it right. Again, TinaBangel.com. All right, everybody. I will talk to you next episode.